The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Let me tell you about who deserves a shot in the United States Heavyweight. Let's hear it. I'm the champion. I ought to know. You know, I've, I've been sizing up guys since I came to the WCW. And I think the one guy that stands out the most, the guy that I think has earned the title shot, El Dandy, I think you're a heck of a wrestler. You're a great technician in the ring, and you're a jam-up guy. I don't see any reason. Wait a minute. El Dandy has been wrestling in, in, in the cruiserweight division here. Please. He's a great wrestler. He's a great wrestler, but thank goodness sakes, he's 50 pounds you to, to, to doubt El Dandy, because this guy's a serious professional. Well, let's talk about some serious how about, how about hypnosis? Let's get thrown Psychosis, psychosis. Whatever, whatever. He's a great wrestler, you know. Hello, and welcome to episode 263 of the WrestleCast. I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and I'm joined by my SmackDown Matters correspondent, Miss Didi Jonet. Hey, friend. What's going on, friend? How are you? Oh, uh, I'm cold, but that's okay. Oh, uh, yes. Winter time has arrived. Did it snow? Uh, a little bit. It didn't stick, but it definitely was in there. It was blowing in the air. Did it get you in the mood for Thanksgiving and Christmas? And no, it got me in the mood for a blanket, a heater, uh, an electric blanket. All the oh, a snuggie, yeah. What about those weighted blankets? Do you, have you had? I've heard they're amazing, but I heard like they make it like impossible for you to wake up. Like <laughs> the bed just gets too comfortable. Yeah, I heard the same thing. I've been uh, thinking about maybe trying to invest in one of those. Not that you I know, have sleeping okay. problems. Mm-hmm. I know. This be a time to plug uh, Amazon. Oh. Oh, yeah, of course you can get them at Amazon. I'm thinking Costco. You know me. Love me some Costco with the good chicken and things. But yes, Amazon.com. And they come in like multiple weights. So it's like, is it like heavy, heavy sleep? I don't know. Seems like I would never wake up. <laughs> That'd definitely be a good Saturday morning, like Sunday morning thing. Be like, oh, Saturday morning, I'm going to sleep, put the, the heavy blanket on. And then Sunday, I'm going to make sure I get my rest. Mm-hmm. And we're joined by the president of the No Chill conglomerate himself, Mo to the underscore Reese. What's going on, Mo Reese? See, first of all, why you gotta be why you gotta be funny? Why you gotta say no chill conglomerate? <laughs> oh, what did I misspeak? I, I misspoke. I'm sorry. Actually, Ty, shout out to um um, on the network, I can't forget. I forgot to tap their podcast already. But shout out to Ty; he's the president. I'm just basking in the glory, as Keith Lee says. That nigga don't got no chill either. Listen, <laughs> don't listen to DD Jonay listeners. We have all the chill. They just be hating on us. Listen, <laughs> lie, lie. Don't care who tell it. Well, Maurice, we are glad that you are back with us once again on this edition of the WrestleCast. Please check out Mo to the underscore Reese's first-hand account of Full Gear over on the Dark Match. You can find that on Patreon.com forward slash CSPN Media. All right, we got some... Pay up, folks. (laughs) Become a patron, support the podcast. We've got some news uh, coming off this week. As first off... 
We didn't know why, but after Monday Night Raw, which was taped over in England, once we saw Raw, we kind of figured out why he asked. But Sin Cara stepped up and said he wanted to be released from the WWE. He says that his best years are being wasted. He said that he's tried to, you know, go along with the system and hope that things would turn in his favor. But it is clear that they are not going to do that. And so he would like to make the best of his talents and he would like to be released. And then uh, Vince said, uh, nope, we ain't letting you do that. And so, you know, oh, well, now he goes on down the line. That's cold, actually. It's like he really, you know, I guess they always told me wanted to put um the get the Hispanic viewers into the back into the product and you know you're not giving them the proper eyes and that like that you have superstars on there who can really go and you know and give good great matches but it's like you're not using them properly so it's like they they get frustrated they want to leave. Dude, haven't you understood this is the WWE? Have you been watching this for at least twenty five oh, years? I've been watching it. I'm just, I'm just saying, people should they know, you know, they get, they get sold a dream, and you know, when that dream don't come true, they want to be out. When it comes to minorities, it's one at a time. They, they, they can't push hey, two I, minorities I, I, I at said, one time. They can't push two Mexicans at one time. They just don't have the ability to. They just, they just don't. So it's Andrade, and if you ain't Andrade, then if you're all the other Mexicans, then we're going to use you to get Andrade where we want Andrade to be. Sorry. Well, what's your name? He getting a little push. Umberto, he getting a little push. But I bet you, when it all comes <laughs> down to it, Andrade going to beat him and stop it. Listen, Andrade was frustrated from his days in NXT, so him getting this is kind of, is kind of warranted, you know. And then, and then he took a little page out of Triple H's playbook, started dating somebody with a little bit, somebody's daughter with a little bit of stroke, and then look what happened. Clout. Yeah. Ms. Janae, what do you think about Andrade's real life heel tactics and dating Charlotte Flair? Uh, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. Just <laughs> ask Triple H. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then. In other news, it finally happened, y'all. CM Punk returned to the WWE. But wait, not in the form and fashion you think. He's actually an employee of Fox. He's going to be like a special correspondent contributor to the FS1 WWE backstage show. So they brought him out this past Tuesday uh, to the shock and surprise of everybody, but Renee Young because she was the host so she knew but Paige was genuinely surprised Samoa Joe looked like he saw a ghost Booker T was dumbfounded and yeah y'all Phil Brooks he was back in uh, something that loosely is affiliated with WWE so this may be the first little brick that they lay in the foundation to get him back in the ring but I really wouldn't hold my breath on it no, CM Punk not really um, going to focus on um, wrestling right now. He's going to um, do this and you know, fans call him a sellout for coming back. Um, 
and it's like y'all been his name for like the longest at these shows. So what's what is what's the truth? <laughs> nah, they better check his paycheck. That shit say Fox. It don't say WWE. He ain't sold out. Oh, exactly. But it's just the fact that he's on a program and everything. They're just you know how wrestling fans are. They real fickle. Yeah, very much so. And then finally, our last bit of news. The deadline has come and passed. And Jordan Miles got on his Twitter account and he said, fuck WWE. He quit. Don't call him by Jordan Miles no more. Call him by ACH and don't forget the super. He said that Jordan Miles shit is uh, his slave name. He says WWE is racist. They don't care about black people. And I don't know if he tweeted anything after that, but yeah, that's the last thing I saw. So what I was seeing was that he was like fans was going, he was going back and forth with some things and they were like, you know, you crying, you upset and everything. And it's basically like, you know, I understand his frustration because like I said, you know, a while ago, he's not being really, he's not really being used. He's just, he was, is he's not being used. I mean, last time, he, he just he wrestled Adam Cole and what next? There was no build up, no follow up, no nothing like that. Well, he won the breakout tournament. Well, what it looks like is, like I said, when this broke, it looks like he got the breakout tournament. He got the spot. The shirts came out, and then this broke. And then remember when he came out there looking like Reverend Devon Jr. Right, and you didn't like that. <laughs> Well, yeah, because it was like, well, damn, this is like one extreme to another. But apparently that was when all the stuff with the T-shirt was going down. So, you know, what I'm saying he was unhappy and they was trying to figure out, OK, what can we do to, you know, switch it up for you? Change the game, blah, 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 blah. So, you know, what I'm saying so that was that all makes sense. So then once he becomes right. unhappy, then they try to figure out, OK, well, what can we do to kind of get you to a place where you we can smooth this over and as long as they're working that out you usually don't get put on tv same thing okay. with sasha you know that's why sasha missed all those months when she was out here trying to figure out you know what she had going on so usually when you become disgruntled like this they usually they usually beat you then they take you off tv until they figure out if y'all can work it out then once they work it back out then they put you back on tv and they beat you again and then they reset the button again right but like i said it's just he he was just he took to twitter he was just upset and they say he deleted his twitter after that he deleted his twitter after that brand so yeah, I think what really what 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 did him in with with most people is once he got off subject of the T-shirt and WWE is keeping it in those lines and he started stretching it out to try to prove just how all wrestling is the same as far as how they handle black people. And then he kind of, you know, gave Jay Lethal that straight and shit. And Jay Lethal out here with a broken arm and shit. Ain't said nothing. Don't even know what's going on halfway across the world. And he got ripped into the shit. Once that happened and he kind of lost his message, his focus, that's when people started kind of, in the circles that I started reading, started kind of like not taking it as seriously and not keeping up with it as close. So, 
You know, that's kind of where a lot of people feel like, yeah, we was with you until you started this other shit. Then you started doing this other shit. It's like, yeah. Then um, somebody had made a comment about um, somebody somebody else was taking his spot. I think Swerve was taking the spot that was designed for him. And it was like, okay. But I mean, if you uh, watch the TV, yep. If you watch the TV, it, it, you know, if you, it's like sometimes it's always like Miss Dijonay when she first came to the show and the way that she operates currently. She lives a kayfabe life. And sometimes when you know too right. much of what's going on outside of what happens in the ropes, it, you know, it, it jades your opinion of other people and what they're doing. It's like, hey, man, you know, Swerve got a job to do. Good for him. You know, this dude's unfortunate situation is becoming a fortunate situation for him. You know what I'm saying? He can't, you know, be dumb of him not to accept it. You know what I'm saying? It just sucks that ACH couldn't get was you know what was coming to him, but just the way it works in the wrestling business. So yeah, I mean, what's the best for him? But you know, sometimes you just gotta sit back and you know look at the big picture. Like, has ACH gone full Antonio Brown? I mean, the situations are very similar. Might as well. I mean, WWE haven't said anything about the incident. They haven't commented on it, so we don't know. He said he quit, but you know, the only person who really spoke out and said something was Booker T, but I didn't read what he, what he said about the comments, but other than that, WWE hasn't commented on it. They just been, you know, radio silent on it. Right, right. Well, We'll see what transpires with that in the next couple of weeks and months to come, but I don't think if they can help it that they'll really address it in any big form or fashion. They'll probably release one little statement, wish him well on his endeavors, and <laughs> and that'll be it. Yeah. So now it's time to turn the show over to the lovely and talented Miss Didi Jonay, and she's going to tell us what happened when the crew traveled to Manchester, England. For SmackDown. So, Miss Didi Shanae, remember a couple of weeks ago when they had all these travel issues? And remember a couple of weeks before that when we talked about the itinerary, just how crazy they booked themselves? Why would you why would you go to Saudi Arabia, fly over England to go to New York just to fly back to England? That is dumb. <laughs> Stupid. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they trying to um you know make sure some of the lesser known guys on the roster acquire them frequent fire miles so they don't have to pay so much in airfare. Yeah, maybe they're playing like the amazing race and we just don't know about it. Yeah. I would, be, I would be pissed. That's to crazy. Be like, man, we was just over there, sorta. Could have caught that on the way there. coming there's, back. There's no way that there's a direct flight from Saudi Arabia to upstate New York. So if they not the way they charter and stuff, they had to transfer in England and then go to New York and then go back to England. I'd be like, dude, I'm just staying for the week. Like, what do you mean? Right. They could have been in London one week, Manchester the next. They could have done, I don't know, Dublin. Like, there were plenty of places in England they could have gone to and just not even gone to upstate New York. That didn't make sense. 
I don't get it. Unless those buildings were booked and they just had to skip it and come back the next week. Yeah, it just doesn't seem like it would be smart at all. Yeah, I don't think that's the case. I think they just stupid and they don't want to backtrack and fix they fuck up. Because I would imagine they probably picked upstate New York before they figured out the dates that they were going back to Saudi Arabia. But once you know when you're going to Saudi Arabia, take a look at the schedule. Realize that that's not a good plan. Because we got to go to England. It ain't like they were in upstate New York and then they went to D.C. Like, they went to fucking England. Like, that's crazy. (laughs) But, you know, I'm sure somebody got paid good money to make such a poor choice. Oh, yeah, you know that. Yeah. Ooh, Pete Dunn. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Manchester. King Corbin was there. He can go away. He hypes Survivor Series and blames Roman for the NXT invasion because he's not a real leader. He puts over Reigns' accomplishments, but says the Fickle fans only care about what he's done lately, which is nothing. Reigns takes days off, makes appearances, and lost the desire to be champion. I'm sorry, can he be in remission? The fuck? <laughs> My bad. That's ridiculous. Roman is half the man he used to be. The Shield abandoned him, and Corbin says Roman has small testicles. Why do you know that? He also says the big dog's bite sounds like a chihuahua now. He continues to mock Roman, says that he isn't here because he's out granting wishes, but they will fight in the main event tonight. And then he talks about doggy poop bags while Corbin says they will bend the knee to him. I'm so confused. Yeah, he kind of lost it towards the end there. But, um, yeah, it just continued with the Chihuahua theme. Like, with a straight face, you said, you out here on remission and doing Make-A-Wish for sick children. How dare you? You clearly don't care about the business. Like, what? <sighs> what? Choices. I don't know. Who, who's he? He's Samoan. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm watching NXT. Okay, oh, you're watching day. Bronson Reed. Oh, uh, I'm watching. He's, he's, he's got somebody who looks like a Samoan. Oh, that's Damian Priest, the tall dude. Oh, I think he was Hispanic. <laughs> and and it's, it's like three of them. They should be brawling there in a second. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like ooh, it's like four or five of them. Ooh, security, security. <laughs> 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 but I have your man bun. Yes. Oh, are we kicking people? Are we kicking people? Yo, men are interesting. They will have all this hair down to their waist and be bald right in the center of that head of theirs. That's so unfortunate. Anyway, that's the things that matter. New Day is interviewed and gives a shout out to Zazie. Kofi says the revival are legit, but they keep talking mess. So tonight they need those titles to catch up to Charlotte's wrestling. Um, they're going to do it for Xavier. So then they have um, a title match versus the Revival. And Dawson trying to provide a distraction as Kofi Kingston fights out of the corner. Now we'll take Wilder in and make the tag to the 300-pound Big E, the powerhouse of New Day. And the New Day, who, uh, as you can see here, your own uh, brand of double team, covered by Big E. Hook of the leg and a kick out. Kofi Kingston, is he going to fly over the top rope and down go the Revival? Kofi all fired up here tonight. 
Kingston and Big E hell-bent on reaching the seventh tag team title reign. They could be closing in. Kofi, top rope. Down goes Dawson. Wilder's now legal. Dawson with Kofi Kingston on the top rope. Wilder on the other side. And there's the superplex. Splash. Cover to retain the tag team golden somehow. Big E breaks things up. And Wilder calling for his partner yet again to look for another double team on Big E. You're looking for the shatter machine, here tag. it comes. Kingston made the tag. Kofi Kingston's legal revival doesn't realize it. Missile drop kick by Kofi. Big E was just pinning the knees of Dash Wilder down to the mat. Trouble in paradise with an assist by Big E. Here's the cover by Kingston. Tag team champions for a seventh time. Here are your winners and the new SmackDown Tag Team Champions. The Xavier Woods is looking on with a smile. No doubt about it. If Kofi Kingston had any doubt about his abilities, about where he was at this point in his career, he can kiss those doubts goodbye once again at the top of the mountain. And the new SmackDown Tag Team Champions are the new day. Yeah, you didn't get the, the swerve. I thought you were just going to do the, you know. Hmm. Give me a little thrust in action, but okay. Oh, no. No, no, no. It's a little late, and I'm a little sober. I'm sorry. You <laughs> need sober? What? What is life? You listen here. I've been drinking a lot lately. I drank this morning. I drank yesterday. I had, oh, I had a shot yesterday. It was amazing. Oh. That Damien is a nimble fella. Anyway, uh, how do we feel about New Day? Are we happy? Of course we're happy. Of course we're happy. It took away the the tag team triple threat match that was looking like it was going to be very intriguing. It has them in the mix with the Viking Raiders and uh, Bobby Fish and O'Reilly. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all good. Okay, great. Uh, Sammy Toe is still trying to recruit Daniel Bryan. It says if he would have joined them, Daniel would be in it. I'm echoing. What is this? Um, Sammy invites Bryan to ringside for Nakamura and Cesaro's tag match. Bryan just stands there and stares at him. There's a there's a group called Imperium. They arrive and attack heavy machinery before their match. Beating them down until the SmackDown roster runs Imperium off. Oh, Imperium is from NXT. UK, yeah. UK, aha. I knew they were somebody foreign. So is it is SmackDown versus Raw versus all of NXT, UK and America? That's what it appears to be, or it was just convenience that, hey, we got these UK guys right here, and so we don't have to fly them nowhere, save some money. Logical. But- I like it. Nothing good happened to these UK guys, though. So oh, can, yeah. Everybody can't be a winner. <laughs> Kayla interviews Banks and Bailey about Shayna's attack last week. Sasha says Shane is trying to be relevant by coming after the two women that made the NXT women's division. Oops. Factual. <laughs> Bailey says she's held all of the women's titles and is ready for Survivor Series. 
we move on. There's a match between Cesaro and Shinsuke versus Ali and Chet. Is he still going by Shorty Gable? Oh, and I heard Mustafa Ali is Mustafa Ali again. I'm very happy about that. Yeah, I heard about that too. That's what happens when you get um, a CBS feature. Oh. On like 60 minutes and then, and, you know, all yeah. that shit. Oh. Well, I'm glad it worked out. Because Mustafa Ali is a great name. So, Samito is at ringside. Daniel Bryan is watching from the ramp. Um, there's a breakdown. Nakamura hits the reverse exploder and the Kinshasa is cut off with the super kick. Sammy Ooh distracts Ali. Yay. Zara takes that table and Nakamura hits the Kinshasa for the win. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, they still not getting booked no better. Uh, you know, baby steps. Yeah, you know, I don't know, maybe about six million people saw you on CBS over the weekend. They might have tuned in to uh, SmackDown, you know, to to watch you wrestle just to see what you're about. And then this <laughs> like, oh, you lost. <laughs> like, oh, so we did all that promotion just to see him lose. Okay. They're like, well, he's an awesome jobber. First of all, that man is so handsome. He'd be walking around with his little shirt off. If I was his wife, I'd be like, what you're not going to do is that. <laughs> Thank you so much. Who are we talking about? Damien Priest? Mustafa. No. Oh, Mustafa. Sorry. Mustafa. <laughs> I don't know Damien like that. It takes me a while to be a little thirst bucket. I just don't do that with any nobody. Gotta earn it. What happened next? Oh, Sasha versus Nikki. Bailey's on commentary. Sasha is now using a remix of her entrance music that has her cousin on it, Snoop Dogg. How y'all like it? I like it. That's dope. Yeah, I like it. I agree. Uh, Nikki hits a drop kick, but Sasha cradles her for two. She counters the purge into a backstabber, followed by the bake statement, and Nikki taps. Post match, Shayna Baszler arrives to attack and lays out Bailey. Mm-hmm. Bailey been catching some L's, man. Shayna been fucking her up. First of all, they look like cousins, so she shouldn't treat her like that. <laughs> oh, my God. God. Like, be nice to your family member. <laughs> anyway, Sammy tells Brian he should have celebrated with Cesaro Nakamura earlier. He knows that Brian already made whatever decision he's going to make. Ooh, the fiend arrives out of nowhere. And then the claws Daniel Bryan. Man, Sammy Zane was so funny. Because he did the same thing I would have done if I would have seen the fiend. Mm-hmm. He stopped in he mid-sentence and ran away. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Sammy gets it. Uh, Nick Fury, a.k.a. Tyson Fury, arrives <laughs> and plays to the crowd. See, this reference works if you realize that the original Nick Fury is a white guy. Boom. He's fought all over the world, but loves being home. He has a fight on that. Who cares? Um, he has unfinished business with somebody. Uh... Braun Strowman arrives. They go face to face. Braun says he's here, and Fury thanks him for their fight in Saudi Arabia, and they shake hands. Tyson, not Nick, thinks that they should be a tag team, and Braun likes the sound of that. But there is no one stupid enough to fight them. Of course, there is. He spoke too soon. The B team arrives. As Axel says, they are stupid enough to fight them. See, there's really somebody. <laughs> Bo 
uh, says that the B and B team stands for Pill. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was just funny to me. The V and V team stands for fearless. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> that is so funny to me. <laughs> oh my god, what's wrong with me? I find that so funny. The B and B team stands for fearless. I love that. Anyway, Pax hits a running tackle onto the floor, and uh, Pax and not Nick KOs. Tails bow as Braun Power Slams Axel. So they didn't really have a match, but they did get squashed. I'm sorry. It's hilarious to me. Uh, how do you feel about your man, Braun Strowman, again getting diverted far, far away from any of the main titles? We Well, the WWE doesn't like nice things. That's already been established and proven time and again. So, you know, what what am I going to do? I can't make them give him what he deserves. If I could, I I would. I can't believe we're where we are in his career. He hasn't been the champion once. It was a pure-ass shenanigan. Because he should have been champion right after he threw all that shit on um, Brock Lesnar in the back. That show was He buried Brock Lesnar. It was great. And it's not like Brock won't take the pin. Remember, he lost to Goldberg in three seconds. Never forget. Oh. Anyway, more things. Carmella and Dana are a tag team, I guess, now for the moment versus Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. There's a breakdown. Sonya's dumped to the floor, and Dana drop kicks her into the steps. Back in. Uh oh. Dana hits the swan top for the win. So would that make her one in ninety nine? Yeah, if this was uh, if this was AEW and they showed the records, yeah, it wouldn't be pretty. Wow, well, it broke out a win. I I legitimately don't recall ever seeing her win a match ever. So this actually makes me really happy because she seems like an unproblematic blonde, and I want them to prosper. I mean, I guess. Yeah, she she had a uh, two thousand the end of two thousand eighteen beginning in two thousand nineteen was pretty rough for her. So, yeah, any good things that come to Dana Brooke, she definitely deserves them. Yeah, um, your final match of the night is Corbin versus Roman. I guess he's done helping children make their wish. He fires up and follows with some strikes. He stuns Corbin on the ropes or off the ropes. And the clothesline gets a two count. There's a Superman punch that is stopped by Dolph. Who, Zibbles? Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. He gets taken out. Rude as well. Rude is there? Yeah. yeah. You, you, know, they, you know, that's a click. What? From Who's a click? From months ago. Bobby Rude, Dolph, and Corbin. What was that? Um, what was that? <laughs> What was that pay-per-view where they were all like the one team? Oh, stop it. I didn't know that. Who was the friends with Corbin on purpose? Anyway, <laughs> there's a spear by Roman Sadoff and Corbin hits the end of days. So, wait, Corbin won? Yep. Oh, I'm so confused. Well, anyway, that is how the WWE left Manchester. Or at least that's how SmackDown left Manchester. You notice he got that win in Manchester. Yeah, he didn't get that <laughs> win in Miami. 
<laughs> That's not American conclusion. We don't do that shit. <laughs> this was a this was a, a a YouTube edition for me. I did not see this live, but pieced together, it looked like it was a typical you know UK show. They didn't give them too much. Just a little bit here or there. Tyson Fury, because he's actually in Europe, so that was a cost that they didn't have to uh, pay too much for. The Sasha Banks. <laughs> right. The Sasha Banks new music, though, that was a good Easter egg for this show. And the championship turn changed as New Day gets the title belts again. Yeah, so they got something fancy. Right. I'm going to step in and do Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw was from Manchester as well. Becky Lynch, she kicks off the show. Uh, she plays to the crowd and says she's back in the UK where she trained as a 15-year-old kid. And now she's the women's champ. She says the challengers are hungry and the list is look the list is long and they're looking to take her out. And she says, bring it on. She says, bring them all on. She'll never stop running her mouth, slapping faces, and making them better. She wants to be Becky two belts again. And that's when Charlotte arrives. So something happened where Nikki couldn't, Natty, excuse me, couldn't make it. She had travel problems or she had family something. So Becky. It's a family obligation. Yeah. So Becky was stepping in to take Natty's spot in this match. So this is all discombobulated. Uh, the Kabuki Warriors versus Becky Lynch and Charlotte for the women's tag team titles. We get a tag to Becky and she runs wild on the champions, taking down Asuka. She hits Kari Sane, or she runs Kari Sane into Asuka and hits an exploded suplex. Becky hits the missile dropkick on both ladies. That's when Shayna gets on the apron for the distraction. That's when Bailey attacks Shayna. That allows Asuka to roll up a distracted Becky and the Kabuki Warriors retain the women's tag team titles. Shayna Baszler almost put uh, Bailey into concussion protocol. You say, hate to see it. Good God, she clotheslined the shit out of her. Uh, after the match, Bailey starts beating up Becky, and everybody's talking about how Bailey is feeling like the the one who's been left out. Everybody's been talking about Becky and Shayna and all their interactions, but she's been kind of like the third wheel. So this is Bailey kind of standing out and standing up for herself. So you like to see it, yeah. Miss Didi, uh, we're about a month, three weeks into the new Bailey look. If you had any advice for her look as far as, you know, maybe haircut, gear, something, what would be the fashion cast tip for the new heel oh, Bailey? Oh, I, I love what Bailey's got going on right now. Okay. okay. The only, never mind. No, this, that's why I asked the question. It was going to be really mean, and I'm trying to turn over a new leaf. Or something, but no, it was gonna be like if there was anything I would change, it would be her chin, and that's not nice. So, <sighs> wow, right. exactly. Well, I appreciate your honesty, and I appreciate Bailey not going the route of Charlotte Flair, and that too, because once you start snipping, snipping, you no, know, 
People go too far. Ricochet, he meets with Randy Orton as the OC harasses Umberto. Ricochet stops all that. They mock Ricochet, and the OC proposes a two-on-three handicap match. But, of course, in the WWE, they will never let the heels have such an obvious advantage. That's when Randy Orton steps over, and he agrees to tag up with Ricochet and Umberto against the OC. So, I watched this uh, later in the night. And the only thing that I could hear in my mind when Randy Orton said that he would come over there and tab a ricochet and Carrillo was I just heard Flavor Flav, can't trust it. Right. Can't trust it. <laughs> it's like, don't even do it. Go looking for somebody else, anybody else but Randy Orton. It's like him and AJ fighting against each other that don't even that don't even look right you know knowing their background Drew McIntyre versus Sin Cara and this ladies and gentlemen is the reason why Sin Cara was like yep I'm out yeah, I'm gonna head out <laughs> Sin Cara lands the head scissors and McIntyre spills to the floor McIntyre counters a Hurricanrana attempt and he power bombs Sin Cara on the floor. Back in the ring, he hit the Claymore and Drew got the win. So there was no Carolina. There was no more Andrade and Zelina. He got fed to Drew McIntyre and man, when he bounced him off that damn floor with that power bomb, that's probably the moment Sin Cara was like, yep, I'm out of here, folks. I'm going to try to get out of here anyway. He definitely hit the SpongeBob meme on that one. was like, yeah, I'm going to head out. <laughs> WWE said, uh-uh, contract. Drew McIntyre just uh, kind of trading water. He doesn't have a program. They're not putting him into the main event picture. I thought uh, prior to The Fiend uh getting the universal title that I really thought Drew McIntyre was prime for that spot. But of course, injuries always play a part in uh, what happens to guys. And so Drew got hurt just a bad time. And now he's kind of in a holding pattern. We'll see what things look like moving forward for him. Miss Didi Jonay's favorite, Eric Rowan, looks like he has a pet in a box and he's talking crazy to it. You know what I thought at first? I thought, what if this was the conclusion to the big guy who looks like him? And it's not really a pet he's talking to. is He's talking to the dude, but you're looking out from like a cage or something. Like he's got him held up or something. I'm like Miss Didi. I'm just trying to figure out who that big ass dude was and right. why they just dropped him. It was basically... That whole like in rap videos it says to be continued, and we never got the the continuation of the video. It's like, who is it? <laughs> right there, you go. Our truth versus the Sings for the twenty four seven title. Our truth chases the Sings, and they escape to the back. The ref follows, and the Sings run into the women's locker room. So they pop back out of the women's locker room, and they run and hide into another room. But that happens to be the very room that Eric Rowan was in. Rowan beats them all up. He hits them with the couch. Uh, R-Truth runs in. He says, oh, 
they need some privacy turns the light off close to the door and uh that was that little piece of business there I wish they could transition the 24-7 title into the TV title and put it on the best wrestler that they have that can go 20 minutes every week and they could make a lot of wrestlers with that belt. Seth Rollins, he comes out. He talks about the recent drama with NXT. Uh, Triple H lit a fire under him and while he started NXT, Raw is his home. He says it's Survivor Series. He and his game will finish it. Tonight, he wants to prove that he's the best and issues an open challenge to the very best person the UK has to offer. That's when Walter arrives. Uh, <laughs> Imperium is with him. Walter says that he is the best. He is the ring general. He's Walter, the NXT UK champion. They are Imperium, and they are here to restore the honor of the sport. He says Seth isn't safe from an NXT takeover even here in England. Seth says Walter may think he's the best with his little title, but he will accept the challenge. So Seth versus Walter. And Walter lands clubbing strikes in the ropes. Seth counters and hits the end of Gary. The springboard knee strike follows and then counters and then Walter counters a German and then he hits a couple of super kicks. That's when Imperium rushes the ring for the disqualification. After the match, Imperium is attacking Seth until the Street Profits and then Kevin Owens come down and make the save. And you know what that sets up? A Teddy Long special eight-man tag. Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, and the Street Profits versus Imperium. King, I don't think Rollins knows where he's at. No, and but Walter does. He's just keeping uh, Seth Rollins in their own corner. Well, Rollins realizing he's in the wrong part of town, trying to wipe out Imperium. And whoa! Walter just threw a drop kick. That may do it right there. And Walter now looking for the power bomb on Rollins. Cover, center of the ring, and Kevin Owens seen enough. Oh. And now oh. everything breaking down. Street Profits getting into the ring. I'm going to tell you, if Kevin Owens hadn't got there just in the nick of time, that would have been, oh. that would have been it for Cheap Seth shot from Rollins. Walter. I'm, oh. I'm almost speechless here. I, I'm, I can't believe I'm seeing what I'm seeing here. This NXT UK. Walter's to the top rope. Oh, wait. Look at this. No way. No way. Superplex from Rollins. Watch it. Oh, yeah. Reaches out. There you go. And comes Kevin Owens. Here comes KO. Kevin Owens been on the outside patient. It's super oh. kick to Marcel Bar. Telling that one to Alexander Wolf. Look at Kevin Owens go. Owens lighting up Imperium. Wait a, Wait a minute. He's going up. Oh, he's, he's going, going to the up. top. Looking for the swat Kevin for Kevin Owens isn't enough at all. Walter breaking up the count. Street Profits back on the on the job here. Come back on, guys. Come the Street Profits in this eight-man tag team matchup. Montez Ford, Angelo Dawkins wearing the red of Monday Night Raw. Oh! Walter got caught with a super kick. What's Montez Ford thinking? I don't know. Wait. Whoa, Seth Rollins now. Whoa. King, I don't like. Oh! Are you kidding me? And then back into the ring, Angelo 
talking, just got dropped. But Kevin Owens, stunner! Oh. He's able to get out of the ring there. And Wolf, Alexander Wolf, gets caught with a stun by second They can do it, they can do it, cover! Yeah. cover. Yes! Montez Ford is good for about two memes a match. He gave us the, or two gifts a match. He gave us the dive over the the Topekan Hero where he almost fucking landed on the announce table and the Ultimate Warrior shaking of the ropes gift. He did. He lived forever. I'm, I'm thinking, I'm like, did he miss, did he miss that? But I saw that he caught him. He had caught it and he, um, Got back in rain and was just shaking those ropes. I was like, okay. I said, well, he ain't shook up a bit. With that, with just by seeing that, in theory, it makes me think that if they were to position the announce table, like move it up maybe about another like foot and a half, that he could actually lay somebody on the table. And do that move and put yeah. it through the table from the ring. He can go that far. I wouldn't like to see him try it because the probability of something bad happening is very high. But yeah, it looks like he could have the ability to do that. He can go. He he flies that far. Our man Andrade. He's facing Cedric Alexander. Andrade fights off a lumbar check. Zelina Vega distracts Cedric. And Andrade hits the back elbow, followed by the hammerlock DDT. And Andrade continues his winning ways. Good for him. Oh, I must have a creep cast moment for a second. Uh, Mo underscore Reese. Uh, Zelina Vega in her bodysuit. Yes. Two thumbs up. (laughs) Yes. Aleister Black continues to sit around in his little room. He has secrets and he has sin and he knows who you are and what you've done. So knock on his door and pick a fight with him. So I believe they kind of pulled the curtain back on why he's been doing that as of late too. Apparently, from what my sources have told me, um, he's a little for knee injury. So that's the reason why we're getting this whole knock on the door and come fight me, blah, 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 blah. Um, I, I don't know how, how, how serious it is because he did have a couple of matches and everything, but I think they're just trying to let him get fully recovered before... I guess going back out the ring is to ever fight somebody. So that's why we're getting this whole locked in the back room, the not boiler room or whatever seconds that he's been doing. Still hot garbage. <laughs> Knee injury or not. He's an injury or not. I hate it. <laughs> now, Miss Didi Jonet, are you still with me? Mm-hmm. I need you to engage me here on this part. What's that? Lana comes out. Yeah. She oh, says he, she's here to confess 
She says, but the love of her life, lastly, that one or two. The truth is that she has some flaws, but she is always honest. She says she cheated on Rusev, but Rusev cheated first. And seven weeks ago, she had sex with Bobby Lashley. She says it's their sex anniversary. It was amazing sex. It was monogamous with Bobby Lashley. So, um, Miss Eugene, do you believe it was amazing? No. <laughs> she talks about the incident that happened last week where Ricochet flew into her and Bobby Lashley hit her and she got turned into a meme. She says Bobby Lashley supported her and took her to the doctor and everything is fine. But she found out that she's nine weeks pregnant. She calls the crowd stupid and says that Rusev put a little Matska brat inside of her. That Bulgarian son of a bitch. She said that she could feel that she was being more bloated and ran down and she was feeling fat. Rusev arrives. Lana calls him a sex addict and the crowd cheers for this. Rusev says that first he's a sex addict. He's a cheater. And now he's a father. Rusev says he's not calling her a liar, but says she's manipulating things. She slaps Rusev repeatedly. That's when Bobby Lashley arrives. He beats down Rusev after Lana rakes his eyes. And then as they're walking up the ramp, Lana tells Bobby Lashley she's been faking the pregnancy. Oh, God. So, Miss D.E. Janae. Uh-huh. You, like I said last week, you are our resident soap opera aficionado. Okay. Your analysis, please, on this week's progression of Bobby Lashley and Lana and Rusev. Okay, from a soap opera perspective, you don't set up a lie like I'm pregnant and then take the lie back three minutes later. You got to draw that shit out because you can get a lot done with people thinking you're the poor delicate flower who has a new baby by a horrible, a horrible, oh, whatever he is. What is he? Bulgarian? Yeah. Like a horrible Bulgarian man done got you pregnant, done cheated on you. Like that's called for sympathy. And that's called to set him up a lot like she did without like jumping on his back because then it's obvious you're not fucking pregnant. But like, I don't I don't understand I understand the idea about lying about it. I don't understand why you would lie and then tell everybody you lied like five minutes later. That's stupid. It don't make sense. Ooh, yes, Bailey. You better whoop that ass. This is what Monday Night Raw has turned into. I'm sorry, it's fine. Yes. A shitty ass. If they go have Maury Povich come out, they could have made this thing really work. <laughs> you know, who's yeah. the father angle? It was really close. I'm not sure, but I am pregnant. And, you know. And, it, and if we're here for a good time, it'd be neither one of them. But, you know. I just hope it ends very quickly and they can get back to professional wrestling. It needs to. Because this ain't it. You know what could work for me? If they get some little wrestler girl who's like, yeah, I did sleep with this stuff now, what? Back up off my hands. We know they tried, well, in TNA, they tried that years ago with AJ Styles and um, 
I want to say Chelsea, she's, I think she's in the WWE now, I want to say. They tried that storyline back then, but that didn't go over too quickly. They go over too good either. So, um, and we just had the pregnancy angle with Maria and um, Mike Mike Canellis. They weren't interesting enough, so they had to put it on two people that they felt would be more interesting. But Maria is more interesting than Lana. But Rusev, but Mike ain't more interesting than Rusev. Eric Rowan faces Nigel Boots and Tights. Eric Rowan lands some running cross body back in the ring. He hits the uh, Iron Claw body a choke slam thing, and Eric Rowan gets the win. The Viking Raiders, they destroyed Flash Morgan Repster and Mark Andrews. Uh, they hit Thor's hammer, and they got the win. Ricochet meets with Randy Orton and says he uh, he knows that Randy Orton will try to RKO him tonight. Orton says just relax and not let Randy Orton get into his head. Main event, Randy Orton, Ricochet, and Alberto Carrillo versus the OC. Orton tags in and hits a snap uh, body slam on AJ Styles. The draping DDT follows and Anderson makes the save. It breaks down. Umberto hits the big moonsault to the floor. Orton teases RKO and Ricochet, but instead he gives the RKO to AJ Styles. Carrillo then gets tagged in. Carrillo hits the big moonsault, and he pins AJ Styles. And that is how your Monday Night Raw ended. Finally, Carrillo got a win over somebody. Right. Still don't trust Randy Orton. Not as far as I can throw a rock. <laughs> Randy just looks like racism. I'm happy to know that even though he was with them, they had a healthy skepticism about them. Like they exactly. didn't bring their back. They kept an eye on him at all times. They learned. I appreciate that. He was like all lives. Like why is all lives being inserted into this? <laughs> why? <laughs> Because fuckery shall ensue. <clears throat> but Randy yeah, Orton signed a new contract, and now Randy Orton all up in the videos. Mm. When before Randy was just like, you know, there was negotiating. He was just coming out the side, RKOing people, and, you know, dipping in and out. Signed a new contract. It's like, okay. Put me back on TV. Speaking of um, new contracts, um, Miz resigned as well to Ampage. Yep, yep. Miz had like two years left on his deal, so he signed back up to basically get that lifetime contract going. Pretty much. And they probably are gonna make Paige like an announcer, I think, or a manager. Well, the page she has a role. She has a role on backstage as well. So, but that's probably yeah. Fox Money too, though. That's probably a different yeah. contract. Probably it must be nice to have you know multiple sources of income Great. at the same well, time. Right, like streams of income. <laughs> um, Monday Night Raw was blah. It was taped, so everybody knew what happened. Right. They, and the results is up for Friday or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Well, they Friday did that in SmackDown the same day. 
oh yeah, that's why I did see that. And I was like, oh, I was like, wow. That's why I was like, I said it's not live, but I'll watch it. <laughs> and then as soon as I knew that that um, Rusev and Lana tape was coming up, I said, I'm out. <laughs> What's fun about these tape shows is when trying to notice like the parts where they sweeten it up. So, oh yeah. They so clearly when Seth Rollins is out there, they yep. clearly sweeten the shit up. Yeah, they, they definitely um they definitely edited those bulls out. And they cutting the people that's cheering that's really got like nothing to do with what he's talking about, the way they cheering. And then, like, when the Lana segment came, that shit was so quiet, they couldn't add enough sound in it to make it real. Because nobody's into that shit. But what people are into is NXT. And this week, their edition uh, for their Wednesday Night War offering was really good. As they start out hot, Cruiserweight title match, Leo Rush versus Angel Garza. Leo lands some kicks, fires up, and then the come-up stunner follows, but Garza counters the second attempt. Garza hits the wing clipper for a two-count. He climbs the ropes looking for an avalanche wing clipper, but Leo counters out. They trade headbutts as Leo hits Hurricane Rana. Leo hits the final hour, and Garza kicks out at two. Leo heads back up top. He hits another final hour and pins Garza, but Garza had a foot on the ropes. So there's some controversy there. Miss Didi Janet, did you see this from the beginning? See what? NXT tonight? Uh, I kind of. Did you see, <laughs> Leo, did you see little Leo Rush's family out there? His family? No, I missed that. Oh, yeah. He had his wife, his two kids, his like mother-in-law. They was out there in the crowd. They all like the same height. Yeah, that's cute. Are you familiar with um, Leo, uh, Angel Garza? No. Okay, so Angel Garza's little thing is um, he's the guy that Letitia Chanel likes that um, he uh, comes out there. He's a little Mexican guy. And in the middle of the match, he starts out wearing pants. And then at some point, he has a breakaway pants and he rips mm-hmm. them off. Mm-hmm. So the match starts. They wrestle for a few minutes. He gets to like advantage on Leo Rush. So he mm-hmm. hops out the ring, hops over the barricade to where Leo Rush's wife and kids are. and mm-hmm. does the pants thing in front of her. <laughs> and then Leo Rush proceeded to whoop his ass. <laughs> I said Rick Rude smiled when he saw Angel Garza pull that stunt. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely out of the Rick Rude playbook. This was a hell of a match. This was the type of match that the Cruiserweight Championship uh, match really uh, you know, needs to be. They let them actually be Cruiserweights. It wasn't like WWE light. It was real deal cruiserweight shit. They were moving so fast. And the crowd at Full Sail gave them it was definitely into it. A crowd that was worthy of the match. Wasn't this, oh, we taping this after three hours, two two and a half hours of SmackDown, everybody walking out the joint. Nah, this was good. This was real good. Yeah, it was I mean ever since they put the title on Leo, it's like he's um He's really changed the course of where he where he was where he was headed at. So I'm really glad to see that he's um, getting the opportunity to showcase his talents and putting on great matches. And he's not being a lackey to um, Bobby Lashley because I was like, no, we don't. I didn't like that to forget. So things happen for a reason, and I'm glad he's getting the push he's getting now. 
All of a sudden, we go outside the arena. Tegan Knox and Rhea Ripley have been attacked, and they're laid out uh, off in the bushes in the grass. Zia Lee, she faced off against Aaliyah. Aaliyah stuns Zia Lee off the ropes and hits a Northern Light suplex. Zia Lee fires back. Zia Lee goes all shoot fighter on Aaliyah and then legitimately kicks Aaliyah mm. in the face mm. with a win. Aaliyah got her hands up, but um, yeah, it still messed up her face and her nose and whatever. And she posts the official Instagram post match. Woo! You know, Aaliyah is all about being fine. Her and um, right, must must my girl, classics girl Vanessa Bourne. Yeah, yeah. So this guy actually play into like an angle if they wanted to, where it's like you messed my face up. But yeah, uh, Aaliyah gets checked out after the match, and man, her nose and mouth is all bleeding. It's it's bad. That would be the theme of NXT this week. Uh, Finn Balor arrives and says he's no longer proud of NXT and calls it a joke. He said Johnny Gargano is the heart of NXT, yet he's still injured and out from something that Finn did to him three weeks ago. So it is official Johnny Gargano has uh, not been cleared to wrestle due to a neck injury. Uh, He has been taken out of the War Games uh, match against Finn Balor. Uh, and he's going to be replaced, and we're going to talk about that here in just a second. So apparently, Finn might have really hurt this dude with that um, that bloody Sunday a couple of weeks ago when he gave him that uh, impaled DDT. Because yeah. if you got a hurt neck, I don't see if you've been dealing with a hurt neck. I don't see you taking that move as a way to like write you off TV to get you well. You know, be like, oh, let's see if we can get you healed up. So let's have you take this move. So apparently Finn Balor might have actually hurt him because that shit looked like it was like deadly. It did. It. But anyway, uh, Finn calls the roster a bunch of little boys crying for sympathy when they're hurt. Even Matt Riddle got hit last week and he hadn't been seen since. That's when Matt Riddle comes up out of it because, you know, they have Finn like in the spotlight. So Matt Riddle comes up out of the shadows. He attacks Finn. They brawl on the outside, but Riddle kicks Finn into the stands. Balor backs away, and Riddle tells him that that he can't run forever. That's when the Undisputed Era, they come out, they surround the ring, and Matt Riddle, Adam Cole says that he's in the wrong place at the wrong time, but that's when Tommaso Ciampa heads out, followed by Keith Lee. They stand inside the ring with Matt Riddle with the Undisputed Era on the outside. Cole calls him stupid. Because the Undisputed Era, they've dominated SmackDown and Raw already. They're the most dominant force in all of WWE. Keith Lee says he didn't give a damn and he invites them into the ring and he wants Adam Cole to stand up to him. That's when Roderick Strong takes the mic. He calls Keith Lee an idiot and says Adam Cole deserves a night off after the week that he's had. And he says that he's going to fight Keith Lee instead. So that brings us right into Keith Lee versus Roderick Strong. The Undisputed Era, they arrive, Ciampa attacks, and Riddle joins in. They all brawl until Finn Balor comes out of nowhere, lays out Riddle with the sling blade and a running double stomp, and gives him the John Woo drop kick into the stairs, so Matt Riddle is all laid out. Roderick Straw hits a knee strike and the angle slam for a two count. Keith Lee counters the sick kick into the ground zero, and Keith Lee 
gets the win. Indeed he does. The same as uh, Hangman Page and Pac were the workhorses on uh, AEW Dynamite. Keith Lee and Roderick Strong were the workhorse match in uh, NXT this week. This shit right here was real good. They, they got some really good chemistry. Real good match. Uh, Keith Lee is just probably like the most taxing he's been. I love how uh, uh, not Morrow, but Nigel was like, you know, in the beginning of the match, Roderick couldn't really hang with Keith Lee because Keith Lee was using all his big moves and his power was such an advantage. But the longer the match went and the t- more tired Keith Lee got, his strikes weren't as strong and he didn't have the same power. And so it allowed Roderick to kind of hang with him. And I like the way Nigel emphasized that on the commentary. That was a real good look. So after the match, the Undisputed Era, they attack Keith Lee and Ciampa until Donovan Dijakovic makes the save. He lays out Adam Cole with the future eyes. Dijakovic wants to be a part of war games, so he shakes hands with Ciampa. And then he shakes shakes hands with Keith Lee after a little bit of tension. So it looks like it's going to be Ciampa. Keith Lee, Dijakovic, and we're still needing a fourth person for uh, Champa's team. So we'll see who that's going to be. Hopefully, the man who this all kicked off with, the Velveteen Dream, will be cleared and he can get back into this situation. Jasmine Duke and Marina Shafir, we go to the outside. They're laid out along with Candice LeRae. You know it's serious now because Triple H is on the scene. He's not happy as uh, Scarlett Bordeaux is out there checking on Candice LeRae. Triple H is like, you know, cover the entrances. We got to get security. See what's going on here. Our man's oh, swear. Hold up. Scarlett Bordeaux just signed for the company, right? Okay. That's the one that, that said she wanted to, um, they was hyping up the, the recent signing, correct? Yep. Okay. I just want to make sure. All right. Swerve Scott, he faced off against Bronson Reed. Swerve Scott lands some running elbows, but runs into a spine, bo- spine buster and a, the Amori drive before a two count. Swerve counters back, stuns Bronson Reed off of the ropes and looks for the triangle. Bronson Reed escapes. They trade some more strikes. Then that's when Swerve hits the house call kick and Swerve Scott gets the win. It's hard to call him Swerve Scott. I want to say Swerve Strickland because it's much more natural. Isaiah Scott is just not a cool name. I'm sorry. I just say Swerve. I don't say the host Isaiah Scott. <laughs> yeah. If I call him Swerve, though, I'm just going to attach to Strickland because that's how I first was introduced to him. Right. Exactly. But anyway. Kathy Kelly says that the locker rooms are on high alert after the attacks earlier. They don't know if it's Raw or SmackDown. At TakeOver War Games, Finn Balor will now go one-on-one with Matt Riddle. Riddle will be out of the War Games match, and he's going to be replaced by Donovan Dijakovic. Now, what Misty Jonay was reviewing in real time earlier, Killian Dane versus Pete Dunne. Damian Priest jumps Killian Dane from behind and stares down Pete Dunne from the ramp. They then charge at each other and brawl until Killian Dane attacks. Security tries to break it up, but Damian Priest takes out his frustrations on them. He sends one of them over the top rope with the razor's edge onto everyone else on the outside. He follows with the step-up tope to take out Pete Dunn and Killian Dane before leaving. 
So, Misty, I know you were really impressed with uh, uh, our man Damian Priest this week and his beatdown. Uh, more aesthetically, I was impressed, but yes. Uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> that's the that's Punishment Martinez, Didi. Oh. The guy that you were talking about during the ladies' night with Jade. Mm-hmm. That's him. Yeah, that's him. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, Mia Yim she's interviewed about the main event the ladder match against Io Shirai later tonight she knows that she has to look over her shoulder that's when Dakota Kai arrives and says that there aren't any hard feelings with her getting picked for Team Rhea if something goes down tonight Dakota Kai will have her back next week it is announced that Donovan Dijakovic will face Adam Cole in a ladder match to see who gains the advantage in war games and now it's time for the main event of the evening. Io Shirai versus Mia Yim, who in the ladder match, same rules, the winner of the match, their team will have the advantage to start off war games. Clubbing forearm by Mia Yim, front face lock, but blocked by Shirai at the suplex attempt. Yeah! Tries for herself, but there, you see, Yim kicking doggedly to try to keep momentum back in her favor. Both of them wearing the vestiges of battle already. An intense affair here in the main event of NXT Uh-oh. Live on Uh-oh. USA. And Yim As though Io Shirai all by herself in the ring. It's just a matter of time. Shirai climbing the ladder one rung at a time. Here comes Dakota Kai. Oh, wait a second. Again, no disqualification. No count outs. Whoever climbs the ladder securing the briefcase will win. And it looks like Dakota Kai setting Mia Yim up with a huge opportunity. Qualification, all fair and love in this NXT women's ladder match, and Io Shirai securing the symbolic briefcase advantage. Team Baszler and working. Io Shirai. Well, who on earth could have seen that coming? This is so wrong. So we have a visual of 
Io Shirai sitting on the ladder with the briefcase. We got Kaylee Ray on one side of the ladder on like the second run. We got Bianca Belair. She comes out there did in and her all black on the other side of the ladder. So they're like a trio in the ring posing, looking pretty sweet. Shayna Baszler comes out. It's basically announced that Kaylee Ray is going to be the fourth member of their team for war games. Shayna arrives. She's congratulating the efforts. And then out of nowhere, Bailey attacks Shayna with a chair. And she does some type of like skull crushing finale, natural selection <laughs> variation onto Shayna's belt on the ramp and lays out Shayna until Bianca, EO, and Kaylee Ray chase her away. And that is how your NXT ended for this week. So apparently, so apparently it was Bailey who was out there beating everybody up and leaving everybody laying in the in the in the outside. She was going through beating up chicks. Uh, this ladder match, fantastic. Mia Yim, congratulations. I hope that you feel really good in the next couple of days because I know you won't. She took some <laughs> tremendous bumps in this match. She uh, took a drop kick to the face with the ladder, which busted open her yes. bridge of her nose or whatever, and she was gushing. They did a really good job of stopping her cut, too. Yep. Uh, but when it first they happened... They got a live cut made down there. <laughs> yeah, when it first happened, though, it was like, oh my God, is is that blood in the ring? And so you saw see that ref get them gloves on ASAP. <laughs> yeah, and me and Yim thought it was her hair. So she's like trying to move her hair out of her face, but it's blood running down her face. And then the uh the final penultimate bump where she goes, Jeff Hardy goes from the top of one ladder, crashing through the other ladder onto the floor. Oh man. Just uh well, look, even Mick Foley was like it was good to see in the main event, but I just want to know if she okay. Yeah. <laughs> she replied back to him like, you know, I'm good. <laughs> and put the little muscle emoji up. <laughs> yeah, me and Yim, me and Yim earned a lot a of fans. She, took. she earned a lot of fans from yeah. this match right here. People she were kind of on the fence. No, I was like, I said, I, I said, I was like, if you ain't like it, then you love it now. Shoot. <laughs> right. Miss Didi Janae, since you just saw this and it's like mm-hmm. fresh on your mind, um, mm-hmm. what were your what were some of your thoughts or takeaways from this edition of NXT main event, especially though? Oh, I mean, it was very violent. It is seemed very violent for a Thursday, but I'm not. Yeah, yeah. Io Shirai, fantastic. Her and Mia, they have really good chemistry. Um, I really like Bianca Belair and that all black standing on that ladder. That's just a small observation. Um, Ms. That was a nice. That was a nice picture, though. I mean, I mean, like in this shot, but Bailey coming out there, it was like, oh no, I got your ass. <laughs> yeah, it was. You don't see Shayna get the jump put on her. You don't. I think it's been like maybe twice you've actually seen that and then for it to be Bailey after the two weeks where she's just been really brutalizing Bailey. It was it was a good touch. Good touch. My Wednesday night war breakdown. I think it was a flat footed tie this week. NXT 
in the ratings has been creeping closer and closer. And in the product, I thought that the last couple of weeks they had been edging them, uh, AEW out. But uh, with the invasion stuff and the Finn Balor heel and all that stuff, and the promo Finn Balor cut. But uh, this week, I thought that they were like right at, right on par with each other this week. So check them both out. If you haven't checked out one or the other, check them both out. Really strong editions uh, of wrestling came on this Wednesday. Mo underscore Reese, your uh, your judgment on the Wednesday Night Wars? Would you say one show was better than the other? Do you feel like me? They were both, you know, about the same. No, normally, um, I I watch a I watch Dynamite and then I leave NXT for the DVR. But yesterday I was just like, no, I'm going to watch NXT, and I'm going to do the opposite, and so. I like NXT. I think NXT was a better show, in my opinion. Um, it was just the action was good. You know, we had Leo and Angel Garza. That was a great match. Um, and everything else that played out, um, you had a great match with Swerve and um, that, that other guy. Um, Bronson that, Reed. Yeah, Bronson Reed. Yeah, that was a good match. And then I like the whole thing between Pete Dunne um, Damian Priest and um, Killian Day, and then the main event was was, was solid too. So definitely give it a nod, the nod to NXT. All right, all right, Missy Janae, um, I We know you like the larger fellows when it comes to your wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts on Bronson Reed and him having thick across his uh, wrestling tights? Thank you. <laughs> He's I'm Australian, not guy. Samoan, but. <laughs> Same difference. That's close enough. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Same difference. Yeah. Well, isn't Samoa like like, close to Australia in some way? Mm -hmm. Not really. They both in the Pacific. That's about it. Okay. (laughs) They're all in Oceania. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, it's it's closer. They're closer to Australia than they are to us. Okay. Him, Cameron Grimes, and Swerve are the you know three up and comers in NXT that they're trying to establish the same way that um, Ali, Buddy Murphy, Carrillo, and Cedric Alexander are like the four guys on the main roster they're trying to come up and establish. The only difference is that these guys are like either wrestling each other and having really good matches, or they're wrestling other guys and they're getting some wins and some losses. So they're kind of doing some upward mobility, whereas Buddy Murphy and them, they're getting beat all kinds of ways. Right. Another strong week of wrestling. You guys need to check out some of the uh, New Japan stuff from this past weekend. Really fun match, uh, main event. It was Will Ospreay and Amazing Red faced off against... Uh, our man Okada and um, Kota Ibushi. So that was real fun. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was real fun. Um, the amazing, no, it was, excuse me, it was Okada and Will Ospreay against Amazing Red and Kota Ibushi. Excuse me. 
because uh, Will Ospreay and Amazing Red did this like crazy ass sequence where they did these like counters and reversals at like 200 miles an hour. Real good stuff there. Uh, check out NWA Power if you didn't watch that. Really good show. Really good. Just easy hour to watch. Promos and squash matches. Really good main event that breaks down into uh, a good, like, one more show to go before they start doing their stuff for their pay-per-view. And um, didn't get a chance to watch AEW Dark yet from Charlotte, but I think Ariel Monroe Big Swole is on there again two weeks in a row. So check that out as well. Those are actually really good. And the people that y'all are like, oh, man, I haven't seen this person on dynamite yet they're usually on dark and it's kind of like they work their way from dark onto dynamite so you may see somebody two or three times on dark and then all of a sudden you'll see them on dynamite in like a couple yeah, of weeks it's, after it's, that. A, it's a few people who be in the live tweets is upset that sunny kiss hasn't been featured on dynamite yet but he's on um on a dark yeah he had a he, he he actually had a really good tag match with uh dustin rhodes on dark yeah. yeah, so check so check that out on Tuesdays as well. It's another little easy hour. And they do a lot of uh, their um their character development there. Uh the undeniable to unde- the undesirable to undeniable series with Cody Rhodes, a little kind of two, three minute interview uh thing is really interesting. Uh each week he sits down with one of the talents and they kinda go through kind of their journey about how they were on the outside of everything and now how they came to, how they made their way to AEW and it's really interesting so check that out it's really good uh, character development stuff that they do there uh, like I said please support the sponsors of the podcast over on cspn.us click on the tab that says keep our podcast free do some shopping with any of our sponsors to help keep the podcast free each and every week and support the podcast. Help us keep the network running. Keep all the subscriptions going by becoming a Patreon member over on patreon.com forward slash CSPN Media. If you, you can become a patron through our $1, $3, or $5 tier. If you become a $3 member or higher, you gain access to the Dark Match, which we talk about AEW. We've reviewed the full gear pay-per-view as, as well as Dynamite with Mr. Mo to the underscore Reese. So please check that out over on our Patreon page. And at this point, Mr. Mo to the underscore Reese, I'll turn it over to you for your shout outs and thank yous. Uh, thank you, you and Didi, um, Don, for having me on. Um, shout out to everyone who's been a live tweet with us. Um, we have a good time. Uh, you should join us. Um, some interesting characters in there. Um, but, you know, we, it kind of makes the hours of watching wrestling go by when you have your entertaining, um, your entertaining folks in there with you as well. Uh, shout out to Classic. I didn't get to um, talk to him on Saturday, but I know he was in the building. And, you know, we kind of retweeted each other and everything. Um, shout out to Moda Nelly. Um, she was in the building as well. We were, you know, Russell Cage, we kind of represent at these events. You know, it's good. Um, uh, uh, shout out. Oh, shout out to Disney Plus. Um, man, don't take up all my time with that. So, pretty much, yeah. 
Um, that's about it. All right. Thank you, Maurice, for joining us on here on the WrestleCast, as always. Miss Didi Jonet, I'll turn it over to you for your shout-outs and thank yous. Oh, shout-out to you, Mo, Greg, and Mel, because Mel always gets shout-outs. Um, Jay, Tatiana, with her new winter coat. She looks very warm. Um, yeah, that's it. I'd like to give a shout out to Miss Didi Jonet, the best SmackDown correspondent in the business. Give a shout out to Greg and Sam. Give a shout out to Classic. Give a shout out to everybody who joined us for the hashtag All Elite Cast this past Saturday night. Everybody who also used the hashtag Cast a Strong Style to uh, talk about the San Jose event uh, that New Japan put on this past weekend as well. We had uh, competing pay-per-views on Saturday night as they were both going off at the same time. Uh, AEW and New Japan are very ironic because those two guys could probably combine and become like a super company and really bring the heat to WWE. But nonetheless, um, give a shout out to everybody each and every week who joins us in the Raw cast. Hashtag SmackDown Matters. Hashtag Dynamite cast. Hashtag NXT cast. Greatly appreciate your pro wrestling commentary with color. So please continue to share it with us each and every week. And for our special guest, Mo to the underscore Reese, and our SmackDown Matters correspondent, Miss Didi Jonet, I'm your host, Don DeLorente. This has been episode 263 of the WrestleCast. Please stay tuned for the parting promo. Christopher, buddy, we'll talk in a bit. I just got something I have to get off my chest, okay?